welcome to hey did you see this one if you're watching the zoom uh, i have the nice logo behind me this week but we are doing as steve has behind him orgasmo it is the second week aka the fourth week of my birthday month uh we're doing trey parker and matt stone all month steve has vetoed us ever doing this again he, I think he's experiencing a bit of, uh, of of comedy fatigue, especially where we went from um, South Park, which is very funny and holds up, to Cannibal the Musical, which is for super fans only, and now to Orgasmo, which after um, after several years, I haven't seen this movie probably since I was in my mid twenties, and in my mid twenties I was a degenerate weirdo. And I, um, uh, yep, it, and I thought, still thought it was hilarious to walk up to somebody and fart in my hand and go like that to them, <laughs> which is one of the funnier things in this movie, as you can tell by Steve's face. Um, <laughs> but now it did not tickle me the same way. There was a lot of things in this film that don't hold up. Uh, some things get a little rapey, a little sexual assaulty, and uh, especially the, the, the ending climax of the movie. And a lot of things I just misremembered as being a lot better than they were. And I think the, when I, I'll just, I'll go right into my original um, background with this movie, because I think, I think this will sort of set the tone because I, I we'll get to you guys in a second, but hit us. I saw this movie for the first time in probably 1999. Uh, I was fifth, 14. My friend worked at a, um, he worked at a like convenience store in the boonies that had like a very small wall of DVDs and VHS, nice. like very small. Like I'm talking like maybe 30 total in Prospect, Nova Scotia. And That's somehow, somehow this movie, which has always been rated NC-17, they couldn't get it down to an R rating, um, was on this wall of just like, you know, Mission Impossible and fucking... <laughs> The Matrix and fucking whatever else. So we rented it being fans of basketball and uh, South Park and it blew our fucking minds because it's basically a parody of pornography, parody of porno movies, uh, but it's also a parody of Mormons and seeing Trey Parker in like a leading role was something we had only really seen in basketball, but Trey Parker and Matt Stone and what's the what's Squeak's name? Deanne Batcher. I think it's D, yeah, something like that. Something like that. Um, he's he's sort of the the the, the second the, the supporting role in this. So we were like, what the what the hell are these South Park men doing uh, in this weirdo movie? Many years later, you come to find out that it sort of went. They made this movie and then South Park, at like kind of the kind of at the same time, until South Park was created. Um, was and, basketball after this movie yeah that's like 98 or 99 um basically they were still independent filmmakers until south park got picked up uh i've been watching a lot of like interviews with them there's one um called tam five or something like that i think it's tam five and it's uh it, it's it's sort of it's Penn gillette's like conference um where he has different panels on from people he likes and his friends but people specifically that like to like debunk stuff yeah um and and i watched a it was about 35 minutes and i watched them just talk about a myriad of of different 
things regarding this. And basically, yeah, they were they were just independent filmmakers, and through a series of flukes, they got South Park. But they did make this right before they popped off. And of course, a a baby Jason, barely barely in high school, would see this and pretty much would warp my sense of comedy. Did you forever. cream your pants? Did you get orgasmo raid? Probably, maybe a little bit. I don't know. Like now, watching back, it's laughably sexless because of it's. You know what I mean? I'm wondering if when I was a you know mid teenager, I was like, oh man, I can see part of a boob. Oh man. Um, I did, Steve asked me yesterday to take count of the amount of dude ass, uh, bare dude ass right in front of the camera. We'll get to that when we get into the show. I gave a very liberal answer to that. Sweet. I, I imagine you also have an answer for the like first Like you time didn't count it and you're just like guessing? Well, or? <laughs> well, there was some where it was like the same guy, like it was the, the ass and then it went to a, another shot of whoever else is in the scene, then back to the ass. So I okay. counted it as like two or three or whatever. Mine was the establishing shot of an ass. Every okay, each individual. What about side ass? It was bare ass crack. Is the so ones I thong doesn't count. No, there's a part where uh, Chota Boy is slapping his ass. So he's like, I didn't count that because it wasn't bare ass with ass crack. Anyway, what about thong? What about thong? Stop, Kalen. We're getting mixed up in the details. That's what the viewers want. Do they? We haven't got any Maybe the ones from... who are watching for you. <laughs> yeah, and we haven't got any feedback Your from fans. any viewers. A, a single viewer has really, hasn't really given us much feedback. So, you know, comment. If you're watching the video on demand version of this, please leave a comment or something. Let us know you're watching. Um, <laughs> you get sort of yelling into the, the echo chamber that is the internet sort of, you get dejected once in a while. We and should make a prize. For one of our viewers. Well, I'll give you one hundred dollars if you comment on this video. How about that? Um, no, <laughs> I'm not really gonna do it. I'm gonna tell them <laughs> I'm gonna do it. Then I'm not gonna follow through. I just want to see if anybody's paying attention. Honestly, um, we do have things coming down the pipe. I'm getting a little bit more motivated to start making the YouTube videos. We do have a backlog of Zoom calls now. Anyway. Um, Kaylin, why don't you tell us about your history with this film? That's right. I'm I would be film. glad to. <laughs> that sounds pretty. That sounds pretty fancy for this flick. Well, there's no car chase. There's and there's only sort of an explosion. So, touche, touche. There's a car though, isn't there? There's a car ride at one point, wasn't there? They run away from people in a car at some point. Yeah. Oh, so there is a car chase and an explosion. Boom! It's a movie. Sorry. Yeah, there you go um my uh introduction to this movie so my first introduction to this movie was seeing it on the shelf at jumbo video or whatever on Quimple road there um and it's just this this guy it is pink onesie uh, and it says orgasmo and uh, there's like some chicks hanging on to his uh, legs or whatever and i actually thought it was a porno like i thought it was like I thought I wasn't like, because I was young at the time. So I didn't really, I didn't want to look like I didn't want to get in trouble or whatever. So I didn't like touch it. <laughs> and uh, I didn't know anything about Trey Parker or Matt Stone at the time or anything like that. Um, but I do remember the the cover very vividly in my mind from when I was a kid. And I think this was the first time I actually watched it. I did have some laughs. I did have some nice personal little laughs. Uh, 
I was saying earlier that I, I might add this to the collection and it's uh, more so just to show, to, to have like the whole collection kind of thing and show the growth of, uh, of their work. Uh, but you can definitely see uh, hints of, like there's a few things in this that, that show up in some of their other work as well. So we'll yeah, call absolutely. Up. The the uh, there, there's that noise at the orgasmo. The dead giraffe, man! I laughed my ass off at that. Yeah. So funny. It was yeah. the the gun was dead, so it made a dead giraffe sound. Yeah, it definitely there, and it, a lot like, you know, cannibal. There's a lot of recycled jokes, sort of blueprints for jokes you'll see later in in South Park. So. The the throwing the fart in the face. Um, one of my friends used to do that to me back in the day, and so when I saw that that bit, I laughed my ass off. He doesn't seem like the person that would have ever watched this movie, but again, like how much do you really know about someone? Was that in anything else that you guys are aware of? No, no. But all it takes is one shithead to do that once yeah. and, at a birthday party, and then all those kids go and do it to all their friends, and then they, it spreads like a fucking disease. I will also you know add what? to. I will add to what I was saying from from my intro that the the, the summer that we watched this and it became part of our like friend group, um, we went we came here to to Toronto for the like grade nine class trip or whatever. And uh, we were running around doing it to each other. And also we kept making the, we kept going stunt cock all the time. Like there were a lot of like little things from this movie that we would uh, like, uh, I am Sancho. We used to say that all the time. And they're like, you yeah. come here down. And he farts right in his face. We used to do like, not actually do it to each other. Cause nobody would actually be like, okay. Yeah. Uh, but we would do that to each other. Steve's like, oh, you were that group. But we were just <laughs> But we were he just, doesn't want to be friends with us anymore. But we we weren't like a big group. We were just we just like were the nerds kind of outcasts who watched this kind. It wasn't like the we weren't like the jocks doing it to each you other. You were the middle class. We were like the 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 class clown collective. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's our other pod our other podcast, the class clown collective. That's actually a way better name for a podcast than hey, did you see this one? Um, but. <laughs> but uh add yeah. that one to the under boober exactly coming soon from hey did you see this one industries under boober and the, the people who brought clown. you under boober from the <laughs> class clown collective <laughs> yeah that's the over that's the overarching thing the whole yeah. name under that's boober the whole, yeah. hey did you see this one and my solo my solo project where i just go live on tiktok and yell at nobody will also be part of that and that's just called important influencer presents do you want um, me to link up with you on tiktok if you want to uh steve i, I assume kaylin was done yeah mm. i'm done steve Thank why you. don't you why don't you enlighten us with your um with your present past and future as as the i don't know i'm just talking <laughs> uh sure um i saw this movie in the eighth grade for the first time at a birthday party it was like a sleepover birthday party and you know like you get invited to a birthday party and then you're like all of a sudden surrounded by a bunch of the kids that you're not really friends with but you're friends with the one guy who invited you so you're kind of like for the first time interacting with a bunch of kids you've never interacted with outside of school that was the situation and we're all in sleeping bags in his basement 
And I start to realize like, oh, this kid's parents doesn't give a shit and just lets him do whatever the fuck he wants, including rent orgasmo for his birthday party. Um, I guarantee you if my parents had known that orgasmo was going to be on display uh, for the, the evening's entertainment, I probably wouldn't have been allowed to go to that birthday party. They're the yeah. ass-fuck twins. Their names are the ass-fuck yeah. twins. Okay, can we just call them the naughty twins? Um, it's like, no, they, they get fucked in the ass. That's what they do. I'm like, that's pretty naughty. That was a good, that was a good line. Um, so I saw it again in, I want to say high school, a couple years later. Um, we had watched all the, like it was around when Team America came out, which I think was like the end of high school for me. It was probably a little bit later in your lives for you guys, but but, yeah, um, I think that's 2002. So yeah, we're oh, getting okay. on. Yeah, so I would have been like mid high school. Yeah. Um, I remember my girlfriend at the time was 18 and I was 17, so I wasn't allowed to see it. But because I was with her, she was she was able to get me in. <laughs> I was like, yes, because <laughs> <laughs> for 18a, you just have to be accompanied by an adult, and the adults just has to be 18. That's all it all it means. Robin the cradle. Um, Gross. We were like six months apart. I'm pretty sure it was like, uh, it was fine. Um, and yeah, so we went through like a phase where we wanted to watch all of them. And uh, I remember being like, South Park is good and Team America is good. Orgasmo is weird. And it's just as weird as I remember it being. Because again, I think I mentioned this on one of the other episodes so far, uh, detailing the work of these guys that a lot of their humor just grosses me out. And this is kind of the encapsulation of that. And I started listening to the, uh, after watching it yesterday, while I was doing some work, I put on the audio commentary for it and I just, I couldn't finish it. Cause I was like, nope, <laughs> these are, these are those kids from that birthday party all grown up <laughs> and I don't want to, there's a reason I don't hang out with them anymore. Um, you know, and I've said before, they're, they're very intelligent and funny and they found a very good formula to keep a television show on the air for uh, 25 years or however long it's been on at this point um, and that formula is very much um, scripting jokes and there is no really scripted jokes in this movie it's all sight gags and sound gags and there's a few lines here and there that are funny but other than that it's all just visual comedy and to me one of the disappointing things about visual comedy and raunchy comedy in general is it tends not to age very well. And this is a very good example of humor not aging well for me. And again, for instance, for instance one thing I just want to point out to that is Ron Jeremy is in jail for sex, multiple sexual assaults. And a lot of jokes involved him. So what, uh, what a lot of the jokes that involved him, Jeremy. a lot of the jokes that involved him in this movie were just him being there. Like it's like, yeah. oh, Ron Jeremy's in this scene that's the gag is that he's there there was nothing else to his character other than the fact that he was ron jeremy and was in the movie <laughs> it's like oh there's ron jeremy again the little hedgehog like so are you <laughs> yeah. telling me if i'm assuming he has a big dick are you telling me if a hedgehog had a big dick that people would fuck it uh, i don't think anybody told you that you just said that <laughs> what? is that a line from this movie that i missed or something <laughs> No, I'm curious. That's really funny uh, to me. I could say the answer to that is probably no. A resounding is no. Very illegal. Yeah. A resounding no. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I feel like more people are probably attracted to a human being than a hedgehog. 
I'd hope so. Yeah. But how are they attracted to Ron? How are they attracted to Ron Jeremy? I mean, when he was younger, he was he, fine. He's got nice eyes, I guess. I don't know. And yeah, he has a big giant dog. Like that's he's in porno for a reason. The reason being, he has a big giant. Probably because he lasts a long time. I don't know. What are you? Well, this is Kalen's weird theory corner. This is a Kalen, whole different I'll theory you, corner. I'll tell you exactly the appeal of Ron Jeremy in the seventies and eighties. The porn was a lot different. You went to a theater to watch it, um, and you, it did like you went and watched it like a movie. Sometimes there were scuzzy. Weren't you theaters. not allowed to jerk off though? Well, no, those were the scuzzy theaters. But You're some, still not allowed to. <laughs> some some theaters you went and watched the movies, but the the thing is, is nowadays you watch porn and the dudes are all like jacked and they're they're kind of just like fuck posts for the women. Okay, they're more like it's more like they're there to just get the things done to them they're not really part of the show they're just usually like pretty pretty faceless nameless dudes vanilla porn anyway i'm talking purely vanilla i don't know what you guys are into but I in like the 70 you couldn't pick you couldn't pick and choose your fetish your your genres really as, as the way you can today and men were like self inserts they were they were cast as self inserts in in the movies and ron jeremy was a big Ooh. fat guy um <laughs> Who looked he wasn't like, big and fat when he was younger. No, that's he was true. He was schlubby and he was yes. kind of always schlubby. I have seen Stocky. pornographic films with Ron Jeremy in them when he was a young man and he was just short and hairy. Yeah. I need but to he, message my buddy. Uh, he does have a giant, giganto dong. Um, I don't think I, I don't know if I've ever actually seen it, but he does have a yeah. giganto dong. I've seen it. But, it, but in porn it movies nice? in the 70s and 80s, it's a dick. It's like, most giant dicks look exactly the same. <laughs> it's just a big dick. Like, the big you're not like, ooh la la, Mr. Ron Jeremy. Also, he's a horrible person. We should stop talking about him. Yes, we can move on. I will say one funny thing, though, is that he has narcolepsy, and apparently he kept falling asleep <laughs> during the filming of this movie, which is pretty funny. <laughs> that's, a good, that's, a good, that's a good fact. This is Master Steve. Zero. So Steve, um, were you were you done telling us about the first time you saw this movie or your background? Uh, yeah, I just saw it at a birthday party uh, for a kid whose parents were skeevy and nasty, and, and everybody was about... in their sleeping bag, and they all had boners. Um, yeah, yeah. I can't imagine like being a parent and going to Jumbo Video or Blockbuster Video, and your child coming up to you with orgasmo and saying, "I want to rent this for my birthday party." And then you saying, okay, and like not contacting the rest of the parents and being like, oh, by the way, they're going to watch this movie called Orgasmo. Yeah. <laughs> it's a comedy. So I actually pulled up the IMDb version of the storyline and it's Wikipedia is like three paragraphs, but this, <laughs> this looks like a pretty concise. So I'm going to read this super concise storyline and then we can talk about all the things in this movie that are fucking weird. Joe right. Young was a simple young man trying to spread the word of the Book of Mormon when he picked the wrong host to preach at. The owner, a porn director named Max Orbison, that's with three X's, um, yeah. tells his henchmen to kill the guy at the door who interrupted their scene. But Joe fights off the guards with great skill, which impresses Max so much that he offers Joe the lead role in the movie he's making at, at that moment, Orgasmo. Um, which is a, about a sex superhero who fights crime with his orgasmerator and Turner Boy, his sidekick. Uh, Joe, against his beliefs, takes the job so he can pay for the wedding. He plans for himself and his fiancée, uh, who he doesn't tell about his risque new acting job. 
this person doesn't know about run-on sentences. That's why it sounds weird the way that I'm reading it. Um, <laughs> um, however, when the movie becomes an amazing hit, you know, second only to fucking Star Wars. <laughs> Better than... I think it was a Jurassic Star Park. Wars, Jurassic Park, or Gasmo, yeah. I think. It's and then E.T. Yeah. yeah. Um, however, when the movie becomes an amazing hit just about everywhere... Uh, wait what okay however when the movie becomes an amazing hit just about everywhere and he finds out that ben choda boy has created a real orgasmerator joe is in some serious hot water in this bloody boy carrot cavity rob schneider is orgasmo not really he's not rob schneider is not in this movie but that's a south park reference so i thought i'd say it nice <clears throat> Who, where did that where did the sidekick voice come from is that the end of the synopsis yeah some other stuff happens in this movie so maybe we just uh we just talk about what happens after that <laughs> yeah he his girlfriend finds out he's been making porno uh right. she comes after she comes to visit him it's and Dan. wants to visit this this uh set and then he decides that he prefers to get married to his fiance rather than continue making pornography and also he's mormon so it's against god and uh the max what's his name max rebo or max, max orbison max orbison uh is also like a mafia guy i guess and he kidnaps his girlfriend holds her hostage uh in the hopes that orgasm will return to finish the movie but instead he returns to kick the shit out of him uh which he does and uh he blasts also him make so him many come t- a lot well, he blasts him with the orgasmonator so many times that uh, his penis and testicles have to be removed uh, in like the post-credit scene, and he comes back as like the real neutered man or whatever he's called. Neutered man. Yeah. There's a there's a subplot in this where they go to a sushi place and yeah, but G- that plot doesn't matter. Well, <laughs> that plot literally does. doesn't. G Fresh, you didn't love G Fresh. It does I'm because, saying that that plot plot has literally no impact pack on the rest of the movie. I whatsoever. know, but it has impact on this on the month. G Fresh, I believe, is the, the, the same guy from Cannibal. Yes, and his yeah. daughter, I believe, is the girl that keeps looking at uh, Squeak in that movie. Um, also, and, his character was a sex crazed character as well. Yep, yep, and um, also G Fresh is super offensive but the reason why the reason why i wanted to bring it up is because those goons are are like trying to put the squeeze on g, g fresh and then it re, it's revealed later in the movie that those goons are actually max orbison's goons as well exactly it's layered this week's episode it's layered orgasmo. <laughs> the movie orgasmo is layered you heard it here first on the on the film and movie podcast <laughs> did you see this one <laughs> um really i'm trying to find g fresh's name because there's some interesting information about him as well um he owned a sushi restaurant in boulder wisconsin i believe or oh, Colorado. Right. uh yeah and that's how they met him but then trey parker was also learning japanese while did he was say in school boulder, wisconsin or i said meant i meant colorado i'm sorry <laughs> wow that's funny in this whole movie that you selected to do a whole episode on it's true um, um i did it in hopes that we do a short episode this week actually it, it, i was thinking about that all day it's like what if we just don't what if there's, it's like a 10 minute episode what if okay we're much, done what if there's too much uh weird 90s 
sex jokes that wouldn't fly now that there's nothing to talk about because I kind of I kind of hit a, a wall with this movie with the where they take the orgasmerator for a test run and they're orgasmerating random people and giving them orgasms against their will. No one I, gets boners though. That part upset me. Well, they just kind of just come just Yeah, they were, they were already pushing the envelope with this concept so they probably weren't allowed to do that yeah i wonder if there's a conversation where they tried to get this movie into theaters at one point or if it was always just we're gonna make whatever the fuck we want um anyway the guy who plays g fresh who's also in cannibal the musical he became friends with trey parker because they were both taking english and japanese in the same course at the same time we posited last episode that that's, that's how they but then he also was, he owned a restaurant that they visited all the time. So they're like, friendship grew to the point that they're like, let's put him in our movies. And it brings I think everyone that, together. Yeah, I was learning during like the uh, the commentary that like, I, but half the time they say things and then they all laugh and I'm like, are they just saying things or is this actual information? I don't think that they like respect the idea of the commentary while they're doing it to be like, we're going to give you real information. <laughs> no, like, we're just going to make fun of our own movie. There's yeah. a there so is one thing stop. I learned there. Well, I mean, you know, throw them down. Who cares? Because it's just interesting to listen to. It could possibly be true, but I did learn about the origin of South Park, uh, which I guess pertains to this in so much as that it's Trey Parker and Matt. No, we're not talking about Flesh Gordon, but close. Um, actually, that's a funny Matt there in the Instagram chat asked us if uh, we were talking about. Flesh Gordon. Gordon. I don't have you guys seen Flesh Gordon? Let's sorry, Whoa, let me talk about thing? my thing first. Let Flesh me talk Gordon about my thing. Just like a There's like a program. and it's a lot, it's a, it's a lot in the same vein, no pun intended, as this this movie situation. The main vein. The vein, you know, like a it's penis. a lot in the main vein. Um, but it. South Park is actually a perfect like in the so Trey Parker is from Colorado and from a little town. I think he said south of a place called South Park. And South Park is this weird, like, perfect circle in the, uh, like, the Circle Valley in the Colorado uh, Springs, Rockies. And apparently, it's where all of the, like, weird shit happened colloquially. So if you're like, oh, up in South Park, they've got aliens, or there, you know, cattle mutilations happen up there in South Park. And he decided he figured that would be a great place to have the town of South Park. Also, now when you look at that shot of them zooming in on South Park at the beginning, you can it yeah. kind of looks like the mountains would create. Yeah. So I thought town. I thought that was interesting. Um, that may that's probably a real thing because they were they were like kind of in a panel they were panelists. Utah um, took a beating this movie. You, everybody hates Utah. Salt Lake City, man. That's where <laughs> is it just boring there or something? Or I think it's, they made a joke about it in Cannibal as well. It's boring as fuck. It's flat. It's where all the religious fanatics live. It's uh, there's like, have you seen the movie SLC Punk? Uh, is that the one with uh, Willard something? Or no, not Willard. Uh, yeah, Fred. Uh, no, um, Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard. Yeah, Lillard not Lillard, Fred Lillard. Lillard. Yeah. Fred Willard is the old guy who died a couple of years ago who's in everything. Matthew R.I.P. R.I.P. to Gilbert Godfrey. Oh, yeah. Rest in peace, Gilbert Godfrey. The greatest telling of the aristocrats joke. Um, 
but that movie takes place in Salt Lake City and it's like the punk movement and they're all, you know, it's the 80s. They're punks. They, um, you know, are anti-establishment. It's very religious. No alcohol after midnight kind of thing. Uh, or no alcohol at all, sorry. Uh, mm. And I think Mormonism has roots there. I don't know if it was started there, but... I'd like yeah. to try the challenge of no alcohol after midnight. Like like a town just with drink no a alcohol? Bunch, no, no, just drink a bunch of alcohol before midnight. At 11.59, you just get fucking completely faced. Like and then sneak, sneak, off to the, sneak off to the bathroom with the pitcher and then just hang out in the bathroom for a while. I mean... You know, alcohol off the table at two, and then you just fucking keep drinking anyway because you know the bartender. Anyway, we're getting wildly off topic. Um, I need to open the door because it's sweltering. Smells like farts? No, it doesn't. The conversation has got him hot and heavy. Um, Would you like to know my butt count? Yes. So I gave a liberal 25 butts. 25 butts, okay. Wow. Now, I, my butts were, as I mentioned, there was a repeated butt in one scene. Yeah, so you were, just, you were just counting the amount of times they show a butt on screen. Got it. Yeah, there was side butt. I counted that. Like, it was the butt, but it wasn't, it wasn't the full butt. It was just the side butt. And then there's also some thong butts, which I counted <laughs> those thong butts as well. Right. But I only wanted man butts. I didn't want. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't. Oh, count. I, I didn't literally. That was literally what I said. Man butts only. I'll man bring butts. up the text right now. So the you girl, can if you want. I literally wrote plays, man butts. The girl that plays Jordy, the girl who keeps getting bigger and bigger breast implants, that's Polly from Hannibal. She's also oh, done. Lots, okay. She's done lots of voices in South Park and stuff. Uh, this one, she like looks completely different because she, but she does this like kind of cross-eyed thing implant. that's like good comedy acting. And then yeah. this one, her sole purpose is to just get injured all the time and be like a hilarious bimbo, which was pretty good, I guess. I don't know, but I think that's the kind of sexism joke that kind of can still fly. But it, there's nope. a lot of there's a lot of stuff in this movie that I just didn't like find funny as a fully formed adult. Yeah, it's kind of rough. Like, there are certain things that I appreciated here and there. Like, I did like the subversion of like every time you're about to see someone's boobs, like a, a big yeah. goes on screen. Like, wow. that's, yeah. that is on paper to me a funny concept, but yeah, I didn't I didn't find myself laughing at it. Um, I think what the about only the first thing, one, the first one, I was like, okay, I know I know what I'm in for. I, oh, yeah. now I'm remembering this movie. Uh, I only I'm had interested. seven. I only had seven dude ass. Well, that's because you counted it appropriately. Kalen was counting every ass that <laughs> appears on screen. I'm, that, I'm pretty sure that's not right. There was five uh, uh, El Mariachis, right? And then, and then there was a, Oh, did they turn around? There was, was no, the first shot is it zooms sets. up and they're all playing. Oh, okay. Bands. So yeah, add the add the mariachi band to my seven. So what's that? Thirteen. That sounds better. Yeah. I didn't. I wasn't. Uh, did you get the them saying orgasmo for the first time? Because I'm pretty sure it's early. Let's get that. It's the within way. the first four minutes and thirty one seconds when the uh, the actress when Chiz Master Zero or whatever reveals himself. She's like ah, and then orgasmo to the rescue. And she's like oh orgasmo. I 
wonder because I know that Trey Parker writes the majority of his scripts by himself and he doesn't have like a writing team and he doesn't have anybody vet the scripts beforehand. He's just like, here's a script and then they yeah. film it. And I, I do think that I'm not sure why that is because he's got funny people around him. Like all these people must be funny. And I know that they like write their scripts when they're like on acid and stuff. So they probably think things are ridiculously funny than they actually are. But like the, the Santos stuff, like they added that extremely late to the script and it doesn't happen until like 45 minutes into the movie. And it's just there for that, that character to exist in that one scene. And then for five seconds in another scene, then he doesn't have anything else to do. It's so weird too, because in my memory, I was reminded of him in a way that it was like core memory unlocked. And then he doesn't do anything in the whole movie. And I don't know why when I was 15, it's the same thing probably when you're all fucked up on drugs and you come up with a joke like that. When you're 15, all of these jokes land. Yeah. All of them. Well, I don't know if a 15 year old now would agree with you, but a 15 year old in 1999. (laughs) The, Um, The brand of comedy. Also the, like the action scenes in this were like better than they should have been yo was that actually him i think some of it was i think some of it was and and yeah you know what i mean some of it is if like i was watching it on my computer so i was extremely close to the screen while watching it and there's no stunt double in there for a lot of stuff i mean there are there are some parts it's not like the ballerina from the other movie where it's clearly yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i think that's where this movie really excelled for me because that there's a couple scenes that went on really long in an 80s action movie kind of way like the fight in the sushi restaurant when he first meets the goons and he fights he fights like waves of guys in front of the i guess it's the same four guys getting up and but then the final battle is them just like fighting through the porn mansion and it, it felt like the end of an 80s action movie and i think that's i think there's a duality here that they wanted to do a um, Mel Brooks esque parody of like porn tropes, but also tropes from eighties action movies to sort of punch it up a bit to make it a little bit. I, I feel like they probably should have leaned into that a little bit harder because yeah. there wasn't enough of it for me. Um, like go, go more they, superhero with it too. Yeah, I would have preferred to watch the Orgasmo movie where it, he is like the character of Orgasmo throughout and like it's that that's there even though i don't know what that story would be i I feel like it would somehow be more interesting um but i yeah i don't know it's it's hard because again there's lots of moments that i'm like if they just spent a little bit more time to live in this moment to like expand on this joke because they they throw a joke at you and then the the second you're processing it they'll try and do like a funny another funny thing on top of it and that thing will fall flat and it makes the other thing just before it that yeah, was a little bit funny also feel not funny anymore it's like yeah. almost like an anti-comedy sort of moment where it's like oh this is funny oh now that's not funny and now that thing's not funny anymore either because this thing is is dreadfully unfunny and that happened to me over and over and over again throughout the movie where i would appreciate a moment that was it felt like they were going to live it a little bit longer and then it just gets completely canceled out by something right after it i think an example would be when the stunt cock first come comes in and he's like hey how's it going Hey, hey and he keeps saying it to like hey, everybody and i thought that was like that was the one moment where i laughed out loud and i was like okay that's good and then i don't even remember what happens directly after it but it, it just like erased the entirety of the uh the humor for me i still really like the like black dude coming in because that's just everybody but looks at the, 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 the joke the but then the joke th- that 
is that comes right after that is that the director is like and you don't see a problem with this and the guy's like no and then he's like okay and like that kind of ruined the other thing for me whereas like where if they just if they just didn't even like recognize if they didn't pay any attention to it whatsoever it's a little bit more funny um so to compare compare and contrast the their first two movies it's like cannibals joke types they they kind of dwelled on the joke for too long to the point that it like or, or didn't or lack of jokes and this movie they try to make do a joke out of every single little thing and maybe and mm-hmm. that kind of fell flat and the thing is is i'm worried now because basketball i like i said uh. I every year it's a great movie it's funny and it, it's kind of the peak of it's like the trilogy should be these three movies south park yeah. and, and team america are two animated films for all intents and purposes right. um and i think those three you see the them get better and better but i'm worried now that team america specifically isn't going to hold up because the jokes are of a different time in a, in a in a way where the brand of comedy isn't something that i sort of politically I, yeah i remember like i think I, I i went into this a little bit during south park where the wrong people cling on to the wrong things for the yeah, wrong yeah. reasons and then it just you're, you end up at a par- at a party and then you you can immediately identify the people that you don't want to be around because they're yelling things yeah. from a movie that you're like that's offensive out of context and anybody who doesn't understand what you're doing right now is not going to find that funny and you just look like an idiot and you're offending people by doing it and that's the issue that i have with certain types of humor crude humor for example <laughs> this movie um is if somebody clings on to the wrong thing for the wrong reason and says it at the wrong time it's then problematic yeah. and i i it's not that i i hate these movies it's just that i find it uncomfortable to watch them especially when you're by yourself and there's no one around you to like at least you can kind of bounce off of each other to be like what and find some humor in it or or hyper focus on the things you do find funny for a moment um i feel like i've tortured <laughs> tortured you with the last with the tra- five weeks of trey parker and matt stone there's other stuff we could do from trey parker and matt stone like the t- tv series that's my bush and the book of mormon stage show you know those are the two well we could keep listen, going i i remember i i remember <laughs> liking basketball when i watched it but i haven't watched it since i was a teenager so i okay. don't know what my response is going to be i'm now. pretty sure we're gonna like it I think we're going well to it. listen we can say that all we want right now but that doesn't mean that's what's <laughs> going to be the case next week when i walk in here i'm, a um, huge, I'm obviously <laughs> a huge fan of trey parker and matt stone but this this movie kind of was a misfire and it was kind of hard to get through as a 30 almost 37 year old fully formed adult male i was able living... to get through cannibal and appreciate cannibal a little bit more because they were film students who somehow yeah. cl- like scraped together enough money to make a feature-length movie and it was impressive to, to do what they did at the age that they were. They were literally still in film school. This is them with an inflated budget and they couldn't make me care about anything that was going on. And I didn't laugh and I didn't find it funny. So there's a, but, meme, there's a meme about meme culture that's like uh, before memes, dudes would sit around and quote- um, I saw that the other day. Would quote Anchorman for literal hours. And this Which comes so from- true. This comes from that era where you watch a movie four times in a week with your buddies, or it's a movie that's always on the TV in the background while you're hanging out after school. And it becomes highly quotable because of that. 
right okay but the difference movie. between something like anchorman and this is that anchorman is harmless in its humor there's no, nothing know, in, in anchorman that's going to be that's detrimental not, to a specific person that's, that's walking not my, that's through not a my party. point that's not my point here my point is that the reason why i think that this movie held such a high regard in my memory is because it was one of those things now you could say right. the same thing about basketball and we're, we're going to have a conversation about that that element of it because it is highly quotable but I think it's just a better put together movie. I know that's a conversation for next week. Well, it's gonna. It's a higher budget. It's it's yeah. it is them them evolving in terms of like writing and filmmaking. And I think that it's also the first one where Matt Stone is is also billed. It's like a yeah yeah. Like he's he's considered part of the main cat. Like in this movie, he's not even really in it, right? Like he's he's there and they're friends. He still but... nails it though. Yeah. Okay. But All even right, his Kaylin. role, his role <laughs> he nails with, that character. The he problem with it. his role is you can't, which was highly quotable in the year 2000, you can't say his amazing lines anymore because they have a fucking. Are, they have a well, they're not amazing. They're not amazing lines. The I joke think is. Uh, the joke I think is the joke is that, he that his, he's saying gets... a, he's saying a homophobic thing to non homo to non homophobic things or non homosexual things and it slowly escalates to the point that he it turns out oh this guy's probably gay which is a funny joke <laughs> but it's also a slow burn but it's also yeah. offensive <laughs> like, right? like and, and it's it wasn't, offensive but it wasn't that bad then I, I mean in retrospect it was but in then back then it, people said these kinds of things and it, it was a lot like in yeah, you, there you is talked power. about it. You talked about the power of words uh, in that vein. Um, I forget it was a couple of I, I don't know if it was literally. It may have been during South Park I because South Park, yeah. you you have a different scope on on these sorts of things. Yeah, right? you had a different upbringing with it, and that's the part that I really feel like we need to respect when we when we remember these these elements. But I will say that the s that joke that slow burn escalation through that movie is was one of the favorite jokes i've not only the people who said it for the wrong reasons but the people who knew the difference you know that that weren't saying it to be homophobic but to 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 just you know say the joke and yeah but a lot of people don't even understand what homophobia is until they meet a gay person in life and befriend them and then they like those people that unfortunately don't realize that they're gay people all around them are still talking in the exact same way and it's unfortunate and some of the people that do will still talk that way behind closed doors like it doesn't really matter which is also unfortunate yeah i more so liked his face (laughs) uh, and the sound of his voice not necessarily what he would this face yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I really like when he would when he would ruin the take by cheering for the porn yeah, star. Yeah, fuck dick. <laughs> you didn't like that? Come on, ruining the take for for cheering for porn because you said, "How does that guy get hired?" I like the again. I like the concept, but execution is everything. And again, like there's certain things that just like on paper, I can see why that is a very funny concept but it didn't land for me and it was it was surrounded and flanked by other things that were not funny which makes yeah. that thing that should be funny less funny because they're trying yeah. to do too many things that are funny at the same time yeah i get that um and it's not in like like i i know you brought up anchorman for a completely different um point of reference but like you look at something like anchorman where it is a lot of them improving stuff and they'll just sit there for like 45 minutes with the camera at set at different angles and they'll just get Steve Carell, uh, Paul Rudd, all of them to just improv for 45 minutes straight. And then in the editing room, they will craft 
something and amazing. Adam, it's written by Adam McKay, who's an amazing fucking writer. Like Adam McKay is one of right. my favorite and that's, modern. That's the other thing that I think this movie and most of their work, I think, is that like they don't improv. It's very heavily scripted, and it's very obviously heavily scripted. I know that Trey Parker probably improvs some of his like oh, oh, oh like his like weird stuff that he does in the backgrounds, like to fill in the, the, the thing that's check? written. Yeah. Okay. Another thing that is like, all right. What did you say? Caleb? We get it. It's a fat joke. I love the, T-Rex. The T-Rex. I'm, I'm the, not. The I'm not letting go of T-Rex. T-Rex is one of the funniest things I had ever seen. Again, when I was 15 <laughs> years old. But that was one of the highly quotable things. We'd be like, "Come on now, I gotta make my curve now," and that was hilarious to us. But I don't know if it was. Apparently, of- this is an an interesting fact. Uh, that's one of the reasons that they couldn't get it brought down from the NC-17 is because of that scene. And it's like, there's no nudity in that scene. It's just a fat lady. Like they, like the, the ratings board were like, no, you have to either remove that or we're, and it's like, but she's not naked. She's yeah. not even really doing anything overly sexual. She's just, like, she's just like jiggling like, on top of I like it. How that's un- that scene is just a joke and unrelated to anything else in the whole movie. It's just one scene where it's like, now you got to do this. And it's like, I don't want to do that. And then it's revealed what he has to do. And it's like, I definitely don't want to do that. But then he does it. And that's the joke. They could have just cut that and probably got an R rating if that if that's what it was. But Trey Parker, he said something interesting uh, in the same panel I was watching about. Is he about, egotistical? No, his regrets. And he's like, I don't really regret yes. anything, but I do regret season two and half of season three because of the things that I found funny back then are definitely not things that I find funny now. And I feel like if he could go back and change things about Orgasmo and punch things up and like what Steve's talking about, where you just make the jokes make sense a little bit more. The execution, yeah. Execution. I think I think a remake of (laughs) Orgasmo by Trey Parker and Matt Stone now could be a lot funnier. Well, they would definitely make it a musical. (laughs) It would be a musical, and it would probably be a musical about more about porn culture the way that it is now. And Orgasmo would just be funnier as a cartoon. Yeah, I could see. Like South Park style. If this movie had popped off the way they probably wanted it to, I'm sure, because Jay and Silent Bob got like a, you know, R-rated cartoon back around this this time. I got it. You know what I mean? So Orgasmo as like like an action adult cartoon with like, you know, heavy metal style nudity and stuff in it, like, could have worked. No, I mean like heavy metal the movie. Oh. Not the genre of which you know that movie has in it. It's more like um, hair metal, so you be the judge. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, and again, like I, I, I have no end of praise for tr- the two of them and the the friends that are around them because I'm pretty sure um, Shota Boy, what is his name, Dean, uh, Dean Batman, not too sure. I, don't I can't remember. It. Anyway, that it's guy. Yeah, that guy still is on South Park doing voices to this day. Like you'll hear him every once in a while. Oh no, Dean. Because he has a very, he has a very specific voice. It's like high pitched, and he has that sort of. Um, it's like a. It's he's it's got like his a, lane. It's like a dog whistle when he says s's. Basically, I also <laughs> love how he's like his acting as Chota Boy. He's always, he's always like. And Chota Boy, I just love that the voice. Yeah, yeah, he's like a 1960s radio play, radio man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah that's that's a, a good choice. But uh, 
he his acting actually wasn't that bad in the movie either <laughs> like trey parker and matt, like matt stone is absolutely horrible like his acting is just like to a level where it's like you are just a cartoon character he's just yeah he's just making a face yeah and trey parker is you know he's he's acting like he's on a soap opera and then uh chota boy is like legitimately acting <laughs> like i'm like oh this guy's actually acting <laughs> he's an unbelievable character do you want to hear something interesting about Dian Bachar? Jesus. Um, it's a weird name. Dian is a weird name. It's like Ian, but like with a D at the beginning. Ah, Ian, but with a D. Dian, that makes sense. Yeah. He's only actually done four voices on South Park. Hmm. Who does he do? Um, an announcer, fake Mr. Hanky, which I think is like in a like. Mr. Garrison is like hearing the no, maybe Mr. Twig. I don't know. It's old. They're all from like in 1998 to 2000. Um, he does a voice as and as Chris, somebody called Chris. Oh, maybe I'm just episodes. thinking of like I saw reruns or something. I was like, oh, it's that guy from Basketball. He's actually funny. Funny enough, he has um, he he's never he's only been uh, put in the credits as his name up two of those times. The other two. Are Gary Nicholson and Jack Oldman are his two like aliases, which is of course nice. Gary Oldman and Jack Nicholson. Did you guys see the credits in this one? I read through them on IMDb several times because I was going down uh, early late nineties porn star. Um, At the end of the movie, lane. it says no Mormons were like injured or something like that. In the, oh, in the <laughs> that's your way of saying I was just looking at porn. <laughs> no, I actually didn't. No, 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 I didn't. I actually didn't. I was just I I knew it was Chasey Lane and I knew it was Jill Kelly, but I was trying to remember uh, Ashlyn. Um. Anyway, there were a bunch and I didn't do it. What you think? Don't I really did. know any. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean it's fine if you did. I'm, whatever. Porn is a thing that exists for a it. specific reason. I didn't do it. What you think I? Did. I didn't do it. What you I think mean, he did? Right? I was just looking them up. I wasn't looking at that. He did before. something worse than what we thought he did. He thought we were thinking vanilla. He went. Yeah. Well, that was the other thing that I think they had said in the, the their description of this movie is like, we wanted to make a riff on the Skinamax movies, like the movies that you would see on like yeah. Showcase and stuff when you were a kid. Um, only every time you thought you were about to see tits, you just see boom, a big butt, a big well, hairy butt. Big hairy butt. Me and Kaylin have talked about this on the podcast before. Blue Nui. Yeah. were all Skinamax movies that were just in French. Love it. Um, and it was they were cut down to like an hour uh, and they were just like the, the most soft core. Like all you really saw was boobs. And That's like all I want. Rusting. No, pen, no like penetration. No. Don't need it. You know, it, it well, yeah, like, that, that's it's cable. You can't show it. Like you have to put that on the pay channels, you know? Yeah. Um, um, and I get that. I, uh, I wanted to bring up again Flesh Gordon. I don't know right. if you guys have ever seen this thing, but this was on it. this was on showcase another showcase. Is it tied later. in with Flashlight? Do they are they? No, no. no. Flash Gordon is a parody of Flash. Is a is like the original Triple X parody. Uh, really? Yeah, it's. Do you know Flash Gordon? Flash, no, Gordon? Flash Gordon. Gordon. Nope. Flash. Ah. <laughs> Close. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Queen did the the soundtrack. Oh, for Flash I probably Gordon. shouldn't look up Flash Gordon on my work computer. <laughs> <laughs> Just tell them that you meant to look up Flash Gordon it, and then it was work related. Yeah. <laughs> I'm working on this project. 
Um, Flash Gordon is, you know, it's meant to be sort of like a Star Wars. He's um, the fast guy, right? He's the Marvel guy, right? No, no, no. no that's, that's just the that's Flash. That's the Flash. Uh, Fl- Flash Gordon is like, it's He's like a space a, guy. Yeah, it's like a Star Wars, uh, like, you know, like a, a space opera, like a yeah, an, ep- an epic, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Ming the Merciless wants to take over Earth and Christopher Plummer is like, okay. take us to the planet Earth. So that's Flash Gordon. You want to hear what the plot for Flash Gordon is? The same thing with boobies in it. No, it's, it's nice. Emperor <laughs> Wang is the leader of the planet Porno and sent his that sounds like a sex raid day. towards Earth, turning everyone into sex mad fiends. Only one man can save Earth. Football player Flesh Gordon. That's so direct- the same exact story, except yeah. the name Wang is switched with Ming and Flash to Flesh and sex slaves and to just slaves sex. regular slaves but i think this movie i think orgasmo i think they had that in mind as well because the you know the sex ray and the uh, the orgasmerator are basically the same thing i would say have you ever seen barbarella uh no but it's a similar is it is that the one where what's his face is in the it's weird- like a slightly toned down flesh gordon it's like uh it's jane That's fonda what? and it's actually pretty good we watched it before i started doing this we did like a bad movie night like it wasn't a podcast we didn't record it or anything but we would just all go on to zoom and press play at the same time and we watched nice. barbarella and i was like this movie is pretty sexy like it's Bert, just it's very horny what's the burt reynolds one um i'm not sure smoking well, the bandit no 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 it's it, he's in that weird red suit that's like uh, i think you're thinking of zardos and that is sean connery Oh yes, that's exactly. I thought it was Burt Reynolds because they, they looked the same in the seventies. As they have a black hair and a black mustache. Yeah, good old mustaches. Yeah. Everyone with a mustache looks the same. Just like everyone with a beard looks the same. Just like you and me, Jason. Yep, we're this. We're brothers. Yeah, Zardos is exactly what I was thinking of. Which is Zardos. another. It's kind of a fle- Flash Gordon. Uh, that was another like we want to be Star Wars kind of thing. Um, yeah. But, you know, to this day, people are still trying to make Star Wars, but nobody's been able to fig- figure it out. I think when Hunger it, Games was the closest. The Zardoz? Hunger Games is good. <laughs> yeah, Hunger Games and Harry Potter are the Zardoz of our day. I think the Lord of the Rings is the closest to the epicness of the original trilogy of Star Wars. Kind of like Star Wars. Uh, I would say it's then. probably even a little bit more epic. Maybe even, there's well, a little it's bit de- too definitely more money and more... Better epic effects definitely not better i don't like a little more lore too you got a lot of lore to chew on in lord of the rings more like lore of the rings am i right i don't know i don't know if you guys have been watching new south park but more like lord of the rings there's a new episode where it's revealed that i love uh, lord of the rings that token you know token black the character well his name is spelt t like tolkien yeah and the only person that didn't realize that was stan so he goes to his doctor and he's like, I think I might be racist. And the doctor's like, well, you should probably just read, you know, do some reading. And he takes that to mean, oh, read all of, like, all of Tolkien's work. Right. Anyway, <laughs> it's very funny. It, the new South Park, ever since the pandemic and the new episodes have been banged. Is there a new episode? So there's season 25, which is like all of the COVID specials. No, there's like five of them. It's like. It's five like or like pandemic. two or three. It's like the pandemic special, uh, yeah. the Q vaccine, the vaccine Q special, the post COVID, and yeah. then there's then a, another post COVID, like co- post COVID return of COVID or something. <laughs> return of COVID. <laughs> that sounds hilarious. 
it's all great it's all very very good yeah i played uh over over quarantine times i played both of the star star fox both of the south park games also very uh good. yeah they're they're great like the snowball they're, they're like, like dodgeball snowball things no 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 jason oh I mean, right that when you told we, me about last time can we send this guy like a, a new console so he can play new video games and stop <laughs> thinking we're talking about games from 1997 <laughs> no it's there's south park we talked about this on another yeah, episode there's south park kind of like uh final fantasy stick, or something the stick of truth and then fi- and then Fractured yeah they're like classic nes rpgs uh to a degree with like you know but modernized but they look like south park they like yeah. the first game looks like old South Park and the new the newer game looks like newer South Park. 3D South Park. And they're awesome. It's not 3D, it's, it's not 2D. 3D. It's 2D. It's <laughs> to look it, like the show. It looks like you're so they they act they when they came out, they came out during years where there was no season of South Park. So they're actually kind of the season for that year because they're that's pretty dope. The storyline they are like 40 like, to 60 hours long. Yes. So it's it's and this ooh, fractured crazy. Fractured Butthole has two DLCs, which are just like playing through individual episodes. Oh, I haven't. Uh, yeah, I should. I I got really. I didn't finish the the superhero one, but I got very close to. So I should probably go back and yep. finish that one off. No pun intended. Orgasmo. Orgasmo. <laughs> Orgasmo Rator. So oh. we're we're at one hour. We've uh, pre- I've exhausted my list. Um, I didn't have a list. The only I thing got, I wrote I got, down was Ron Jeremy had narcolepsy. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I did like after the sushi bar brawl, the guy just goes back to singing karaoke. That made me chuckle a little bit. Nothing's fatter than a singing Asian, a singing Japanese man. That's true. <laughs> um, fuck, man. I didn't... Uh... I did like I didn't think there would be less to talk about for this movie than Cannibal. When we went into Cannibal last week, I was like, "Fuck, man, we're gonna run into things." But I was watching this movie today. Like I, I was I watched it on my like I sat and watched this because I was anticipating it. Like I was stoked, no. and right from the get, I was you probably like, hyped yourself out of it. I think I did, and I it did. I don't think this movie is like. Oh man, remember that movie we loved when we were 15? Well, you're going to have the same reaction to it as a f- almost 40-year-old man whose palate for like my favorite show of the last 5 years is I just finished and Severance. And Severance is one of the best things I've ever seen. Well, I mean, also like I was saying before, like humor is Are you putting your hand up because you also watched it or do you have questions? I have questions. But okay. Steve, you go ahead. I'll wait. I was going to just go on to say that, you know, like humor is constantly evolving just like we are. And we're not going to find the things that we found funny, funny still. Uh, In fact, the best part about watching comedy from your childhood is when you rewatch it and you find yourself laughing at different things. Yeah. And realizing realizing that like your taste has evolved because for me, I went through a whole Tim and Eric phase, which is very much anti-comedy. So la- I laugh at a lot of things that aren't meant to be jokes. And this movie has a lot of those. Yeah, like, there's the one storyline like, exposition stuff in this movie kind of reminded me of Cannibal in that like they're just trying to push the storyline along, but it's not 
it's it's bad well so like i, I laugh at it like i was saying before it's like they're not uh it's the the, the the humor in this movie is not cleverly written it's like they're just hitting you with jokes mm-hmm. and they're and if you don't laugh immediately the thing that you're meant to laugh at you're not going to laugh at it you're not going to think about it and laugh about it afterwards yeah, yeah the only the only moments that i was able to like ruminate were when the dialogue was funny based on interaction so like the, the moment when he first first meets Chota boy and uh in the like, well, room? it sounds like it sounds like you the, the holy father has a, a a better plan for you or like lots planned for you and he goes who and then he goes you and then he goes what <laughs> yeah <laughs> like that is funny like that's a funny interaction and it's like while he's getting changed into his stupid costume uh, i giggled and- a couple times at uh jesus where i've been trying to set you up this whole time i said it a oh, few times oh sorry sorry I, what were you I gonna say that. what were was, you gonna I say was, Kaylin? i'm i've been sitting here very curious it was about... like t-ball it was like t-ball you know that little thing and you put the ball yeah, on I know it t-ball is yeah I but mentioned... some people consider low-hanging fruits something they want to avoid because that's where all the most picked at by the nasty vermin are it's true <laughs> low-hanging fruit it, it's very loaded it's a very loaded concept if you want to know more about uh low-hanging fruit listen to this tenacious d song low-hanging fruit because it mm, takes on more than question. one meaning. Um, I think I want to listen to it more than once. It's, I was going to ask you though, uh, how much? How much did the church charge you to get married? Oh, our whole wedding was ten k, and we got most of it back from gifts. But how much did the church charge you? Zero dollars because we didn't go with the church. We went with a uh, like, oh, even better. We how went much did the church charge? Did you ask a church? No, because we're not religious. We went. We specifically looked for people who weren't going to be like God this and God that. We found a woman justice of the peace in in Halifax who was like, I can do like I am ordained that way, yeah. so I can do the God stuff, or yeah. I can be like the universe brought you together, blah blah blah. And we were yeah. like, yeah, that that one. Yeah. Um, but it's so weird. It's very weird that the minister has to say some shit about that at least talking hey, about the cosmos yeah, like, yeah, yeah that's so fun actually you know what after being married now for six years me and madison have this conversation all the time it's so funny what if you weird. didn't go through that process what if you just said hey we're married well if we didn't actually get married we probably would have had relationship issues um like we may have broken up at different times in our relationship because when you're just kind of dating like when you're just like boyfriend and girlfriend technically it's it's easier to get mad about something and be like fuck this but when you're married it's like well we went through the commitment ceremony it's a commitment ceremony is what we did more than anything and you want to work on things because you become joined like a partnership work through it so i've acted as, as witness for legal ceremonies before and it's it's very much just like a all right, bada bing, bada boom, and you are, and and you are, and here's your casino chips. <laughs> and, uh, it's like it's like a it's like a transaction, right? It doesn't really feel romantic, um, which is I know a few people who have done that so that they don't have to pay for yeah. an, ador- an ordainment, like the, right? The like, so they just have somebody that so they get their, they they do that and they have their wedding. And then at the wedding, the person up there can literally just say whatever they want, yeah. because at that point, you're already legally married. So they'll just go up there and be like, so I 
these are the things I'm going to say and you can read your vows to each other and then it's over. I've known people that just got did the town hall thing and put, you know, spent like $500 on a reception. Yeah. But we my wedding was more of a my families aren't Our. really family reunion people. Like neither mine or Madison's or either side of either of our families are really family reunion families. And my family brought together four families, two families, my both sides of my family that had hadn't seen each other in a fucking since my parents split up, which at that point had been fucking 15 years. And Madison's a bunch of her family got to come and meet the older people in my family. So it was kind of more like a family meeting kind of a thing because you know her family family meeting so to the people that are still listening to this podcast whether it be live or or later this has to do i believe with kaylin uh wanting to connect this to the fact that this movie is about a a wedding technically no i was connecting it to the fact to well i mean yeah but like there's a part (laughs) in the movie where um he's like why is the chapel or whatever charged so much and i'm like First, I said to myself, yeah, why do they charge so much? And then I said to myself, wait a second. I don't know how much they charge. Well, here's, but I've heard that weddings are expensive. Yeah, here's the Let thing. me make a note of this and I'll ask Jason. Here's the thing. Weddings are obnoxiously expensive. And tradition typically states that for like Christian, Catholic, like white people, basically, that the, the, the dad of the, of the bride has to pay for it. And they're usually that's not just white weddings, by the way. Oh, it's not okay. (laughs) Well, it's usually, but it's usually angled more to be this extravagant, ridiculous, life changing event. And in a lot of traditional weddings for most cultures, it is a literal, it's a literal transaction where you are you are purchasing the bride from the father, but where it comes from, but it is also meant to be a gift from the father to you, and they're meant to give you a dowry so rather than an exchange of a dowry anymore you're literally paying for the ceremony and that's it's kind of a weird gross thing to think about if you think about it for too long that it still operates that way it's just now veiled as a party I mean, but my it's parents kind of the same thing my dad paid six goats for madison so <laughs> well, that's why you have so many goats that's why i, have six I was goats. wondering <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah goats are perfect you got milk you got eggs you got me? <laughs> <Wait>, wheat? <laughs> he said eggs. Yeah, I know. Uh, I just had two that's goat the, eggs for that's breakfast. That's the joke. That's this. the joke. But then he said wheat. <laughs> <laughs> that's just the that's the <laughs> confusing part. I think we just had our first joke on. Hey, did you see this one? I think that was our first no, joke. We've had plenty of jokes all the time. <laughs> we joke all the time. Oh God! If you've seen a joke <laughs> on this yes. podcast, please. I choked on my own down below laughter um yeah no i i i have i have four weddings this year to go to and i'm like it's a lot of money it's a lot of money out of my pocket (laughs) at the end of the day wedding gifts i went to a wedding one time and and the the minister they they had like an even more like talks about the universe like anti-religion minister but Mm. then like a couple years later my buddy who got married was like Oh, that guy turned out to be like a fucking alt-right weirdo, like psycho alt-right weird, like yeah, flat earther fucking weirdo, anti-vax. And I was that's like, why oh. I like if if somebody I don't know very well invites me to a wedding, I'm always 
I'm always like <laughs> questioning it because I'm like, I don't know you that well to go to your wedding, and I don't know how well <laughs> you and your partner get along to go I'm to only, this wedding. Yeah, let I'm alone only, pay you two hundred dollars to be invited to your dinner. I've only been to a couple like lot like religion based weddings and i'll never forget i don't know if it was probably just because i was a kid and like you know when you're a kid you can't sit still but my aunt and uncle's wedding i swear to god that ceremony was like an hour and 45 minutes long because it was like the like now you light your candle and you light your candle yeah but when, when you know together. the person and you've known them for a very long time like i went to arjun's wedding in september and i was getting misty-eyed at like every freaking moment of that wedding man and it was like it was like a days-long ceremony it was it was intense but like because there's all these pre-events for the bride and the groom um obviously i went to most of the groom's uh events but it was all it's all very involved and there's all these sort of like traditional things that i wasn't familiar with and i activities i I mean i wouldn't call them activities i would call them ceremonies (laughs) (laughs) welcome to this activity where you stick a stick into a pot of earth and it's meant to represent something like i don't i remember asking afterwards and it's like all of the people who are closest to the groom are meant to grab this stick and bury it deep into this pot of dirt and no one really explained to me what it represented afterwards so i was sort of like looking at it symbolically i'm like it's like we're taking arjun is the stick and we're we're pushing him a little bit deeper into his own life and like that's what i was like thinking of it and i was like i I was asked to join into that and i I thought i was just going to watch and archon was like you're coming up too and i was like what (laughs) what do i have to do And he's like just stand there and check it my brother-in-law will tell you what to do and uh and then you took his shirt (laughs) well actually you uh one of the things is like all of the male members of the bride bridal side at one part during the ceremony are meant to try and steal the shoes of the groom and then if they get the shoes we have to go and like negotiate to buy the shoes back while there's all these weird there's there's while the wedding is happening so like during that ceremony we're meant to like guard the shoes and arjun was like make sure no one steals my shoes and i was like what (laughs) okay and then they got the shoes and i was like oh no arjun we lost there was a trickster element to this wedding well, it's it, it's it was a uh, it was a Hindu and Sikh wedding, so there was like a bunch of different traditions happening at the same time. That sounds that was awesome. Fun. It was that actually like really genuinely fun. a that sounds like a genuinely fun wedding. You know, I think that to, to bring it kind of back around to orgasmo, I think the most milk toast, <laughs> boring ass wedding to go to would probably be Mormon. It's probably like a full day. It's probably like you know just all God nonsense. I went to a Catholic wedding in Ireland. So it was yeah, like but extra that, Catholic. That might even be fun because like that might be a little bit. I'm that was like, I almost. Do you have asleep. to do the vows with each one though? Or can you just say it once and, it, and then and it, and it, it, it applies to all eight of them? Or what? How many wives do they have? That's not how that works. Are you, you don't thinking... get married at the same time. You get married. And for, that's only certain Mormons. Mormons don't. Yeah, that's not all Mormons. <laughs> And you don't marry all your wives at the same time. Yeah, you, you, you develop relationships. You, you develop relationships one at a time. And it's usually uh, within a community, and it's like the same thing where like a father will be like, "Oh, that man has a large farm, so we I, should have our daughter marry yeah. him as well." I think I'm trying to do a, a comedy again, but here on 
I didn't like it though. This one, we don't do jokes. As <laughs> I like the I like the goat egg joke better. Yeah, we've had one uh, joke ever, and it's that a goat lays eggs. And that's the funniest um, thing that we any of us have ever said on this thing. Yeah, I think the best part of the Irish wedding that I went to was that I was in Ireland while it was happening. I was like, well, at least I'm that's in awesome. like a old like a 500 year old church that's probably full of ghosts. Uh, that was like the best part about it, but it was like you're in there and everybody is like stern and like watching well, the wedding ceremonies. I was going to make some bold stereotypes, but I'm going to say that somebody had to be drinking some form of whiskey, right? Like there was. An well, after, had, well, this is like, it was also very, very early in the morning. The ceremony. Oh, okay. And then after everyone. that, it's like, now everybody's going to get drunk for the rest of the day. Like we for went to the, the hotel the afterwards and right away there was a guy like, would you like mimosas? And I was like, yes, please. <laughs> I, need to, <laughs> yeah. I need happy juice. That was the most boring three hours of my life. So I imagine, though, realistically, a Mormon wedding is uh, everybody's very cheery and very happy, and everybody's just psyched about God, and it just goes on forever, and they read the whole Bible. And it's probably not fun, but it's probably pleasant. I'd rather go to a wedding from the village in midsummer. <laughs> no. I, I feel like want to go I feel like it would be more fun village. up into the point that, that they steal my skin or whatever. Bake you into a fucking bear costume. Yeah. <laughs> Caitlin, have you seen Midsummer? The movie? Yeah. Or the Shakespeare play? No, not a Midsummer's Night's Dream. Midsummer. Yeah. <laughs> the fucking Rian. What's his name? Rian. Renee? Oh gosh, he's What's... he just he directs really really good movies, <laughs> but they're like he, also super well. He disturbing. also did Hereditary, and he's got a new one coming out soon that I'm very excited. Hereditary he also... threw me off at first when I watched it, but it's actually pretty good. Midsummer it threw you off, like in what way? Because like you know, it kind of sets up the girl right, and then and oh, then okay. sorry, yeah. spoilers for spoilers no i didn't spoil anything i stopped talking i made <laughs> movements or whatever the movie's more than that the movie's more about uh the mom overall i would say and the mom, it's also, but then it's also even more about the son so even more <laughs> yeah, about the even son. More, yeah, yeah it's about a family it's about a family it's like it's like three mr x and then at the yeah. end it's like <laughs> it, it brings you back to oh it is actually about the girl all along yeah it's, a, lot of, it's a whole nightmare um, it's better Not than M. Night Shyamalan because his fucking storytelling got old after like two movies. Um, Whoa. I love M. Night Shyamalan and I love all his movies and I think they're awesome. That's all fair. Those. I haven't seen like, I haven't seen all of them. I've only seen like the bad ones. I've only seen like Like I'm only going to watch the ones that everyone hates. I've only seen Avatar <laughs> what, and The Avatar? Happening. Avatar <laughs> and The Happening. Those are the two that are the most panned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and V, which I also hated. V. What's V? V. Or what's it? Or not V. What's the elevator one? Oh, Devil. Devil. You only I, read I the, the. I'm big pretty sure v. that one was good. It's like spelled. Were they were trapped v. on an elevator? <laughs> yeah. Like it's it. V. V. The movie V. It's supposed to, I night, think it's supposed to be like a down arrow on an elevator. Yeah. The night uh, I watched Devil, I came actually came home from a party at your old place, Steve, and I watched Devil, and I watched. It was Halloween night. Mm. And into the wee hours of the morning, I watched Devil, and then I watched Saw for the first time. And I was like, wow, Saw's amazing. The first Saw is pretty great. Saw Um, is not what people think it is. It turned into what people think it is, but the original Saw is just like a cool, like, 80s horror fucking cop drama. 
Yeah, and if you don't know what the twist inside is going in, it's pretty like, oh, (laughs) shocking. (laughs) That's a real twist. And then the next one, they're like, well, what if this guy has to fucking swan dive into a bunch of needles to get a head brace off that'll smash your brain? It turns into all the gross traps. All the, yeah, how gore can we get? your own arm off to save the lady. How creative. Very creative, though. Very creative. But I mean, the one curse I saw in my life was I worked at an escape game for like a a pretty long time. Jason, you worked there as well. I worked there as well everybody that would come in into the uh the waiting room before the game starts like they'd be like is this gonna be like saw sometimes i'd be like yes you may have felt groggy this morning it's because i drugged you last night and sewed a key into the back of your eye you remember me at the why do you think we asked for your address on the form yeah Yeah. (laughs) i don't know why this is necessary but it must be part of the experience uh I, we I would do an M Night month. Like I would I would say let's go through some of his best. I watched old recently and I I liked it. Man. It's weird good. as heck, but it's well yeah, I want to watch fun. old and I I do. Um, I've never seen Lady in the Water uh, and I don't know the twist and I don't know the is I that M Night? Yeah, and I do know the twist for the village, but I don't know the context. So there these are right. movies that I've always been interested in. Obviously, old is new, but those two movies specifically, I've always been interested in what the deal is. What's the other one that came lady? out um the one where the kids go to stay with their grandparents that came out a, a few years ago like like seven years ago or something that one First was one? good too i can't remember what it's called it's it's the kids go to stay with their grandparents uh, I have been then, meaning. I have, and they've never met watch. their grandparents before, so it's like the first time they're meeting their grandparents, and like weird shit is happening. And they're like, "Our grandparents are both suffering from mental illness." Maybe <laughs> is kind of like the concept. Oh yeah, I am stoked. I this is a big M Night Shyamalan twist to you guys, but I've never seen Unbreakable. But I'm glad that I haven't because now I can watch the whole trilogy because the whole trilogy is it's com- it's one complete. of the best superhero. It might be the best superhero movie trilogy ever why i believe it because it's it's i don't know but i assume it's, it's the most realistic exactly in yeah. realism yeah yeah well prepare yourself for a glaster piece <laughs> <laughs> for a uh, split spaganza yeah i think i stole that joke from something but just call me a glass hole i guess at the end yeah, of the day what a, what a glass hole um i I liked I liked Glass actually. It was it was pretty. A lot of people really really didn't like it, but I I was kind of into it. And it was like the first time in a long time where Bruce Willis seemed like he was actually into the 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 movie that he was in. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna play the same character I was playing. It's uh, it's fine, and I won't I won't uh, you know sit here and act like I don't give a shit about this movie and only care about the million dollars I'm making per day. So I think what? people went in with an expectation with Glass. But on repeat viewings, I I think they would appreciate it that much more. Right, and split, they didn't realize it was part of it, right? Like that was the yeah. whole. Like, well, and then you yeah. But James McAvoy killed that. Give James him McAvoy's all of the awards. Man. I will say this every time: give him all of the awards. Give him a Grammy. Give him an Oscar. Give him an yeah. equal egot. When his one personality comes out and sings that hit <laughs> Grammy award-winning yes. song. Exactly. So let me just let me just write the ship here for a second, guys, because we just uh are we anchoring are we porting? i think we're gonna port i think we're gonna anchor i think i want to i think i want to end this podcast a little early this week because we haven't talked about orgasmo in like 20 minutes well no we're we're only 20 minutes over the one hour mark so usually we go two hours minimum 
But don't we? I know, but isn't, I mean, isn't the idea an hour? Wasn't wasn't that the original conversation? Well, yeah, we're going for a live well, broadcast, but this isn't the case anymore. I've bent um, my, Steve has bent my will and destroyed my. Well, it's because if we want to have organic conversation, cutting things off while we're talking about them is uh, detrimental to the flow of a thought. Yeah, but I yeah. do think I do think that if we're not talking about the movie anymore, let's 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 call it for this week. That's a um, that's a good point. That's a good. Uh, but what so, if people are really into our conversation about maybe watching Glass? <laughs> oh, I, what are you I've trying been, to have four dicks inside you? I've derailed that DVDA. So just to, the, the last thing I wanted to say about this is the whole final the whole final moment is a little bit too rapey for me the fact that they get her and they're like we're gonna do sex to you film it mm-hmm. was like that even for the time is a little bit like i get it it's supposed to be like you know the woman in peril the damsel in distress kind yeah. of thing but that's so fucking gross to me yeah, that grossed me out real bad yeah i mean i guess the one thing that you can say which obviously I'm not advocating for rape on screen, <laughs> is that every 80s action movie, the ones that we were talking about, how these That's movies are thinking, yeah. modeled, um, they, they almost always open with like a brutal rape scene. Like every, uh, what's, that, what's that? Those Charles Bronson movies. Oh, uh, like a no. Death, death, death proof. Man. No. Death, no. death man <laughs> what, the, what are they called dark oh, dark man no dark no. man is a sam raimi movie and it's amazing and there's no rape in it no this is the the thing where there's like six hollow them, man right uh, death, wish. Just, death, death wish. wish yeah there's like 10 of them you don't know who charles bronson is do you Kalen? because you just said two movies starring kevin bacon and liam neeson <laughs> <laughs> dark man hollow man charles bronson is a is they're a both invisible movie. You you caught onto the man instead of the death part. (laughs) You're like, no, there's death is in the title. Man is not in the title. Did Charles Bronson ever play, um, and like a horribly stereotypical like Aboriginal person or a horribly stereotypical Asian because Asian person because he looked vaguely like both of those things. And I, I could, think that says I, more about you than him. No, no, no. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if they were like, hey, fucking make him a goddamn Indian. Like, I'm told right. my ethnicity is hard to pin down. Of this and I could play a lot of different <laughs> ethnicities. <laughs> that fucking, um, is that fucking, uh, not Clint Eastwood, the other one. Hey there, Bill Durham. Oh, uh, the president. No, right. You're thinking of Ronald Reagan. Uh, you're, you're talking about the Duke. Um, John yeah. Wayne. John, John Wayne. Yeah. John Wayne plays. All right, Pilgrim. <laughs> I have a John funny John Wayne story. Today. I don't John know if Will. I've told it on this podcast before. If you guys want to hear it, I now feels like as good a time as ever. Yeah, but this is like a friend of a friend of mine told me, and I, I think, but I always think about it every time John Wayne comes out. And it's like I used to work for um, the beer store doing deliveries, and I was, I was like the in the cab with this guy for months and months, and then for some reason we got on the talk topic about. Um, John Wayne and he's like you know I used to work with this guy who was John Wayne's carpenter and I was like his carpenter and he's like yeah and I was like why the fuck did John Wayne need like an on-hand carpenter and he's like I'll tell you why <laughs> and he's like John Wayne used to get so drunk in his house in his mansion that he would walk around his house and he would just kick open doors <laughs> like, nice. like if they were closed he would just kick them open and break off the door frame so he would call this guy to come and fix the door frames for him that's dope 
and uh sometimes he would get drunk while the guy was there repairing them and he would just kick them open and they'd be like just throw it on the tire <laughs> he was just like <laughs> so drunk i'm john wade and i don't get and it i'm like that is like the most amazing and scary thing i've ever heard of my life imagine just being a carpenter like working in a mansion and then hearing down the hallway like <laughs> like another door getting kicked open like, it sounds like a funny scene from a movie yeah it does yeah Speaking of funny Probably, scenes, maybe only on paper though. Maybe it doesn't translate well to film. Speaking of funny scenes for movies, I think it would translate well. Fuck, I'm surprised he didn't make that movie. I think, I think Jimmy Stewart made all those kinds of movies where he was just wasted on camera. Yeah. Um, so let's uh, Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> yeah, let's take it home. Let's do our final thoughts and take her home. Um, like I said, if we're not gonna, if we're not talking about orgasmo. We kind of sealed Orgasmo's fate. This is probably the most off-topic we've ever gone. We talked about not Orgasmo from... So right around five after the hour, we were still kind of getting into it. It's now 42 minutes after the hour, and we talked about M. Night Shyamalan for most of that. So... Um, I think it's so, okay. Yeah. Well, there's not a lot to talk about with this movie. To be no, honest. and it's unfortunate that there was more to talk about with Cannibal because we, it's like objectively like a like a not as well made movie, but this is just from an era of raunchy comedy that just needs to be put into a vault. Execution. Shallow grave. There were ideas. There's yeah. definitely ideas, like elements. There is there is seeds. There's... A lot can be said about the fact that the only way for any the three of us to watch this movie was to sail the seven seas. Um, usually, you can find it somewhere on some streaming service. Kalen owns every movie. Typically, you know, we do our damnedest. But yeah, I found a Blu-ray of it, and I was thinking about ordering it on Amazon, but I was like, I can't. I just don't, don't want do to like, go through the hassle of ordering it, watching it, realizing I hate it, and then having to like. Yo, it send back. it to me. I'll buy it off of you. <laughs> well, I didn't buy it because I did that with Akira, but like I ordered it and then I then Danny found it and we watched it. And I was like, I'm not canceling that because that was amazing. Yeah, good. Yeah, I want to keep this. Yeah, it's <laughs> a, a fucking one. great movie. So, yeah. to that note, Steve, why don't you uh, give us your final thought on Orgasmo and we'll fucking smash this ship right into the twin twin towers. Well, I was thinking about whoa how <laughs> she whiz. I you didn't even. even... I didn't even process what you said until yeah. Kayla was like, "Whoa!" I wanted like, to make it. Yeah, I wanted to make a joke too. <laughs> Very good joke? Question mark. Question Um. So, I was thinking about how I had thought that Dn Dovan Do, Dovavan or whatever his name is. Yeah, Batch Batcher. Bat Bache. Bat, it might be French. Bat oh yeah, Bashar. Dian Bashar. Oh, Dian Bashar. Maybe just a French name. That sounds very French when you say it like that. Dian Bashar. <laughs> yeah. When you say it like that, it's probably pr- pronounced like Dian Bashar. Uh, anyway, I don't know. Deshar, that looks like it is pronounced Dashar. But any, anyway, anyway, um, I was thinking about how you had said that he hasn't done a voice on South Park since like 2001 or whatever. And I'm like, I wonder if he finally got tired of them just having him around as like the butt of jokes basically yeah well i was listening to the audio commentary for this and he's in the room with his girlfriend and they're ragging on him and his girlfriend the entire time but they like do like a sprinkle of like you're actually the best actor in this movie you know that right and he's like well i was just 
doing my job i guess <laughs> and then uh trey parker would be like yeah but the only reason i made this movie is so that you'd be walking around with a dildo on your head the entire time <laughs> you know that, right? and like he was laughing but at the same time like every there's like 11 people in the room while this commentary was happening and they were all just ripping on him and then i started to think about basketball and i'm like they just do the same thing to him in that movie <laughs> like he's literally his character they call him little bitch the whole time and i'm like hey, maybe you're he just bitch. got tired of it and he's like no, <laughs> fuck you guys this is like your my career is you, you call just... me little bitch like 10 or 11 more times exactly we'll get, we'll like, get there wrote that in the script yeah <laughs> and i'm i'm not bringing it up as a point of humor i'm bringing it up as a point of human detriment to somebody who got so upset with like how they're being treated that they may have cut ties with two of the most famous people on planet earth uh i don't know that's my theory <laughs> but why else has he not worked with them in 20 years or whatever anyway it makes sense for sure and it made me be like ugh, are they just bullies and they're just bullying the world like that's their whole shtick is like let's bully the world well, that's because um, bullies got bullied, so then they tried to bully to make up for the bullying. Right, so they were bullied when they were younger, and then they became bullies by having people like Deanne Bashar around, and then now they just are still at a status where they can keep bullying people, and the more I think about it, the more disgusted I am with them as people, but I don't know if this is true. This is just me being like, ugh. And you know what? At least now they're aiming high for their bullying. Like, they go after Hollywood elitists and stuff and politicians and not people who don't deserve it and that's uh, where that's where you know so like fire can be good or bad right like in heat your home it can burn down your home you know a bully you know directed in the right direction i'm not i'm not advocating for bullying but at the same time i get your sentiment there's something to say to it let's right. let steve finish his final thoughts so we can do something else my apologies now. my apologies um <laughs> and you know this movie didn't really feel like it was a full thought um i appreciated some stuff i already mentioned a couple of the jokes that made me laugh um the fart jokes did not land for me uh the visual comedy for the most part didn't land for me one thing i did like about the fart jokes is that they're like tiny farts they're not like yeah. giant farts um and at first i was like is there something wrong with my audio i'm like no they just made them tiny farts like <laughs> <laughs> like like if you're to force out a fart when you don't need to, that's what the fart would be like. Yeah. But if you have good. one loaded, right, it's going to be like a huge one. But like fart jokes can be funny. I've been watching The Good Place recently and like there's a character called Bad Janet and one of her trademark moves is to just let out a really long, loud fart in the middle of a scene. And it's usually quite funny uh, because it will it's earned. It's an earned joke where like the scene will be serious and there'll be a moment of sentiment and you'll be in a, an off-put place and then she'll be like, oh, one more thing. And you're like, oh no, it's going to be. And then she'll be like, <laughs> like make a huge fart. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> you got me. You got me again with the fart. <laughs> I didn't think. And then she'll call him a fat dink afterwards or something. Anyway, um, so I, again, I, as I said with Hannibal, it's like we're, we're on the road to where they were, to where they are. Um, unfortunately, our sort of an analysis of Trey Parker, Matt Stone in terms of their filmography ends with Team America. They haven't made a movie since and they probably never will again because all they talk about every time they make a movie is how much they hate making movies. Um, and I, I know that animation is far more stressful, but I think that they cracked a code long ago and they've been they've stuck to it and they tinker with the formula every couple of years and they figure out how to stay relevant. 
and they have since. And I think that that's the key to longevity. Um, I haven't watched The Simpsons or Family Guy in a very long time. Those two shows have somehow stuck around just as long. I think they're both of them have been going for Simpsons is much longer. This I is think, longer. I, I think, think it was family in South Park and then Family Guy. I think yeah, because Family Guy got least. got taken off the air for a couple of years and then was yeah. brought back. Um, and then I think of stuff like Rick and Morty, which is Rick and Morty. I would say is very clever for the most part. Um, they always have heavy stories that are going along within and it's it's usually ongoing stuff too like they will be referential to stuff that's happened earlier whereas you know South Park is way more special it takes them two yeah. to three years to do a season and they're only 10 10 episodes yeah and i'm i've you know i've all of, i've watched all of community recently as well and it's like so the writing staff it's not all the same people but there is sort of like you know, cross dissemination with dan Harmon across all of his stuff and he has a particular way of writing and so does South Park and I think that they found a formula and it's really good and I'll never say anything bad about them in terms of the quality of their work that they do now but I will say that this is some of the worst quality work I've ever seen in my entire life <laughs> it's terrible I didn't like it at the birthday party that I saw it at when I was grade, <laughs> and I don't like it now um I give this movie a bicycle Ooh. helmet with a dildo on it versus nice. not wearing a bicycle helmet with a dildo on it and uh, take that for what you will amazing i, like I get the sentiment um yeah so just to what you were saying just before i go to, to kaylin ironically um they have a three movie deal at paramount i don't know if that means they're going to do any live action it might be a situation where they do um they currently you know, do yeah, like that's why South Park's on pa the Paramount Network now. They moved everything over there and they have a three-movie deal. But I don't know if that means that they're going to do three of those, like what would formerly be a straight-to-DVD situation. Like Imagination Land was supposed to be and kind of was. And also um, what Futurama did in between seasons where it'd be like Bender's Big Day and Family Guy did it a little bit. Um, and the other thing I wanted to bring up was as far as animated series go, American Dad is still on and running. And I think Bob's Burgers also, like they still make new episodes of American Dad. And Bob's Burgers is slowly becoming one of those things that's going to probably end up being a show that's around for 20 years. Isn't because there people need to watch a movie coming this, out. Yeah. yeah, I think they're only on like season eight or nine, I think. Like it's it hasn't been around. Really? It feels like it's been on for ever. Do you want to check that? Yeah, yeah, um, I'll check it. Should I watch Bob's Burger? Is that what you think? No, like it's, it, I don't think it's for us. I don't think, I think if you grew, it's one of those like Simpsons deals where you got to kind of grow up with it to really, it be part of your life. Gotcha. And Family Guy was kind of like right that now. for us. Uh, um, it's been on, it's almost, it's been nine years. It, it yeah, aired I, in I 2013. Eight, yeah. eight or nine seasons. Yeah. Um, But I think that, you know, they're just, they're having the movie coming out now. Simpsons took like, 15 or 17 seasons for the movie to come out i think yeah. that was like they almost every two years since it came out they had a movie that they were gonna do yeah but they just they kept they couldn't find a script that they thought worked and then and which is surprising guy, when you look at the script that they did choose and you're like what? Yeah, yeah. i guess though i <laughs> guess it's a movie. or whatever yeah. but family guys yeah. never had a real there's a there's like there is the a Stewie Griffin movie movie but there's no actual <laughs> family guy that movie that was in theaters um which is interesting but anyway i'm still waiting for the community movie yeah six, six seasons, seasons in a movie. movie yeah 
All right, Kalen, take take us home. Uh, well, I'll get to my final thought. I'm not taking us home. I'm taking no. us to your place. Take it. Take us to. Take as us to as we walk from Stephen's place to your place, we're walking. I'm wearing my onesie. Dude ass. Nope. Nope. I will censor you. <laughs> the so I'll say this much. I really wanted a onesie. I wanted one of those old man. I guess I know it from a cartoon. Like I'm not too sure where I know the look from, but I think it's from cartoons a cartoon. from the fucking yeah. Universe. Every cartoon since the beginning of cartoons. Yeah, yeah, with the with the butt flap though, right? With the butt flap, right? Kalen's yeah. like, I've never seen a homeless man smelling a pie and floating through the air. Is that a thing that's been done in cartoons before? <laughs> maybe they maybe they need a towel cake, and maybe okay. they need their hair slicked down. Um, what a boy. But, <laughs> uh, I am a little upset that it's not a butt flap; it's a butt slit. I don't okay, like. Okay, talk about your god damn it. All right, all right. I'll, I'll, I, I, we're walking from, you're taking us home. I'm walking us from Stevens to your place. And I'm jabbering because I don't have too, too much to say. Um, uh, now it makes sense. <laughs> uh, I, I will be a little more, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I thought about it before I started talking. Critical. I'm going to be a little more critical with, uh, with this one than maybe I normally am. I did have laughs. I did, and there were, little internal haha like just personal kind of things like if you were joking around with friends it would actually be that much better kind of thing um but the execution wasn't there like to to be you know a little bit blunt or whatever um i do kind of want to add it to my collection for a few reasons uh like there were a few jokes that once in a blue moon i i could see myself popping this on now that i've seen it or whatever and just kind of like having a little chuckle although you know as you grow older things change but the other thing too is and I blame McDonald's for this but I have like this weird ingrained uh like habit now where it's like you need to collect the whole set right so it's like oh I I like these guys I have these things of theirs I need to have this too because it's a part of it or whatever right um you mean like but, the toys for mcdonald's made you that way well that and that scene from uh, ace ventura when nature called guano collect the whole set oh okay so ace ventura and mcdonald's fucked you up got it got yeah it. exactly exactly <laughs> and um but uh but yeah there there were there there were elements in the movie that i like there's definitely inklings seedlings uh hints of it's an- what are you laughing at? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> the it is nice to see the growth from what was to what is. Yeah. Like the comparison, like when you look at, if you look at, like you find some old homework or whatever, or like like schoolwork where you had to write whatever, and I want to be a doctor, or, or but it's in like you know crayon and all silly looking and whatever. It's I kind of compare it to that, right? Like oh, that's cute you're it's dumb it's shitty but it's cute or whatever like you're trying you know what i mean um i would say it's more like looking at a flower and then pulling the flower and be like oh this is a nice flower and then looking at the dirt being like ugh, dirt (laughs) (laughs) i give this uh i give this movie uh uh a dvda uh uh I'm trying to have four dicks inside of me. That's that's what I give it. 
Okay. Well, thank you for that. But well, I think we can add a fifth one. have one dick inside. <laughs> she, she, she's missing out. She could have went with five. It's true, but she's the only old yes. whore that can take four dicks. Um, so, Orgasmo was a resounding disappointment for all of us, it felt like, but we all seem to have kind of a if connection to it. <laughs> but we all have like a connection to it from our past. Sorry, Kaylin, I, I, I regret. I, I regret. It was two hours ago. I can't recall. I didn't mean to say regret. I'm sorry. Um, th- did you watch this when you were a teenager or did you see it more yeah. recently? Okay. No, this, this is the first time I watched it. I saw the cover. I remember the cover. Right, the right, right. And okay. I never came across it again. Well, it's, it, it's interesting because I thought that you would have gotten more of a kick out of it than you did, but that says a lot about how comedy has changed since... I, I imagine if you had seen it when you were a teenager, you would hold the same love be for more it. more nostalgia mm-hmm. to it. Yeah, yeah, that I kind of had. And, and Steve, well, you're a, different, you're a different cat. You're a different kind of cat. So I could see you hating this one. Yeah, I never thought it. somebody farting in their hand and throwing it into somebody else's face was funny. So funny to me. It's so does, anyone ever conf- does anyone ever mix you up with Matt Stone? I'm getting me? a Matt Stone look from you right now. Uh- oh. No, oh, no, no one's ever mixed me up with <laughs> like, I don't want to sound like a, 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 an offensive I, I don't uh, want to sound like a heterosexual right now, but I kind of want to make like my right love you tonight. Yeah. And that was, you know, when we when we made the jokes, uh, that's where we got to. We never said like, I kind of like Depeche Mode. But that, he that should have kissed he should have kissed Santos at the end. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah, like the one where I'm like, they're not going to kiss? Come on. Yeah. One of the best jokes in the movie that we didn't talk about is when he's like, the mariachi band kind of sounds like Depeche Mode. And I was like, that makes no sense. And that's that's a joke. That's a funny written joke. Anyway, if you know who Depeche Mode is, which is a very dated joke, well, you would in 1997. If you were if you were in your 20s in 1997, you would know who Depeche Mode were because they were huge. Yeah. So that what I'm saying is that referential jokes don't age well because if you you were to show that to like a zoomer, they would have no idea what any of this movie. Even I am like I don't even really. They're like, what kind of a story is she in with the with the rectangle things on the shelves? Right. Where, yeah. Why? How they can watch porno in a theater? But I mean, Captain Marvel came out, so we all know what a video store is now. That's true. Right? That's true. <laughs> we all know what Radio Shack looked like in the nineties. Um, anyway, I digress. I want to make this short and sweet because at the end of the day, I loved this movie when I was You're, fifteen. I loved it when I was twenty-five, and let's just say I'm thirty-five, and I fucking did not have a good time. That said, I had a lot of laughs, and to to your point, Kalen. I think that I think that the scrawling of a of a crayon is more last week's movie. And mm. this is like attempting cursive and kind Ooh. of failing. I like that. You know what I mean? Like when you're starting to learn cursive in like, you know, late elementary, I think. Not anymore. I guess they stopped teaching. Does that mean that basketball is going to be like reading a really poorly written essay yes. in high school? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, I think that I think that we've said more. I think I don't even think we need to do next week. I think we're just going to come on here next Friday and get fucking tanked, and just have a. I'll, just come, I'll come on and I'll read now a you're a man. essay that I wrote in high school. <laughs> exactly. Jason, your birthday's coming upon us. Tell yeah. the viewers it's April twenty sixth. Um, next week we're going to do basketball for my like birthday party 
I hopefully won't get as Kalen, as I like to call it, as Kalen got Kalen on his uh, birthday uh, episode. Where he, anyway, we don't talk about that episode. We don't talk <laughs> about Kalen. No, no, no. We don't talk about Kalen. Anyway, my birthday um, is on a Wednesday. Nice. We're gonna watch a whole bunch of weird Dr. Seuss movie. What was it that you wanted, Stephen? Steve, no. <laughs> what? Yeah, only Dr. Seuss movies. How the Grinch Stole Christmas, Cat in the Hat. I didn't even what finish. Orton, I didn't even finish. Who and the Lorax? Orton, the Who and the Lorax. I didn't even yeah. finish my fucking thought. But my, I just want to finish off with. Orgasmo. You're short and sweet. Orgasmo was fine. I didn't like it this time, and that happens a lot when you have to get critical about fucking raunchy late night. They're called late night raunchy comedies on Netflix or whatever, and this is that in spades and. God damn it. Just I think Trey Parker needs influence to make jokes work better because what like Steve said, what it comes down to is like sounds and, and fart noises and you know like the funniest parts of this and dildos on heads. The funniest parts of this were when Trey gadgets. Parker is just making a weird voice or doing a, a voiceover. And that was those were kind of the funniest parts of of Cannibal. And I was actually realizing today that like South Park is like these weird like plot points sewn together with just like fart and sex and dick jokes and and mildly racist jokes just like i wouldn't say mildly (laughs) super racist yeah and and political humor and stuff um but with like the hilariously bad takes that are supposed to be taken you know it's, it's through a liberal um lens view lens and you know Anyway, I gave, I'm only going to give this movie a three out of five. And that's like, that's pretty gracious. That's, that's like, generous, a, that's yeah. a generous three because of the nostalgia, like I did last week. Um, yeah. But I'm going to stick with the three because I think that overall, it's like a pretty good looking movie. It's like a, it's a, it's a competent movie. It's just the content has some issues. Um, with cohesion um but i'm i'm you know i'm always going to rate movies that have nostalgia factor a little bit higher i guess if i guess a 2.5 would be i almost feel like that's too low don't back down i'm not backing down i'm sticking with a three um or just start changing your your ranking system to randomness no never not only me and you can do that yeah perfect (laughs) um I have a integrity to uphold. Integrity. Anyway, integrity firms. This has been another goddamn episode of this fucking podcast. I'm sorry that I'm putting th- putting you guys through this. Um, I'm not. <laughs> next Jesus week is- and I love you. I I accept your apology. <laughs> <laughs> next week's gonna be a lot of fun. Maybe we can invite some of our friends to come watch. Like actually be like, hey, you, will you come watch? Uh, we got to figure out a way to get people to watch this because every day that goes by, uh, I wonder. If so wait, are we is... doing a, a watch party for this one? No. Oh, sorry. We're just gonna get drunk. Yeah, we're just gonna basketball. Basketball. I mean, we could get drunk. Potentially, we could have the movie playing at the same time and comment as we're going through it. If you we wanted, we could. To. 
but we can't do that with the it's, anyway we can talk about this after instagram next might week, get technical about corp or copyright or whatever next no week, i mean we we watch it and we don't have the visual of it on the zoom but we just have it we'll talk next, about this after yeah. yeah next week for all intents and purposes we're gonna do a regular show it's gonna be basketball but it's gonna be on friday it's gonna be next and friday we're gonna be we're gonna be post we're gonna have a post-show mentality i don't care about an end time we're going to be partying. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to be live on Instagram. I'm going to be live on TikTok. Is the myth is going to be with us? No. Um, so this has been another episode of Hey, to be see a this wild one. night. And for Kalen and Steve, I'm Jason. For Steve. I mean, for Jason and Steven. No, I, you're Steve. I'm Jason. I want to be Steve. <laughs> okay, for Kalen, for Jason, I am Steve. You're Carl. Kyle. Sorry, I talked over you. Go ahead. Do it again. I'm My bad. For Jason. For Kaylin, I am Steven. For are we both? Should, do we start with Jason? Should I start with Jason also? Okay, should I try and change the heck thing? you want? Well, it's his month. You know what? I'm going to start with him. For Jason and Steven, I'm Kellen. I think Jason has something to ask you. This week on 60 Minutes, we have to ask Hey, did you see this one? Oh, come on now. Oh, come on now. Is that the T-Rex? I don't know. It sounds like a Cajun cook. More, more like... like Swedish chef by Cajun cook. Yeah. Oh, did you see oh, this? Oh, 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 oh. It's so hot in here. I need to open it. Did you see this one? This, hey, this did you one. see this one? Now you've seen it. I've 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 seen